Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Today is a fantastic day, and here's one reason why a smile never goes out of style. Make sure you put on a smile today as you enter your day, because remember, don't get caught up in the little things you can't control. That's just wasted energy. Now let's get this party started. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now let's play hard. Show, play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. Hello. Getting near the end of the week. Finally, man. This week has been going and going. Of course, you know, with a time machine, it <laughs> just keeps going. And, you know, we're kind of technically still in the time machine, even mm. though we're caught up on days or we're doing the shows on the days that we're supposed to be doing them on. But um, also, the reason we're kind of still in the time machine is because... Got a little editing to do, so we're not putting them up right away afterwards because yep. we've got some new sponsors and a few other things, and so there's a little bit of a lag. So you know, like this morning, in fact, I think we just put up Monday's show, okay, type of a thing. So we're kind of technically still in the time machine, but I don't want to call us the time machine because in my mind we've moved on. We've moved on. We we're caught up. Is that uh, why I'm getting texts at three o'clock in the morning? Though I mean, are you getting up to post shows then? That's, that's for different reasons, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and what do you mean? I'm just getting home. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm not just getting up. Oh I went to bed man, at these are o'clock. these are these are like wild ideas in the middle of the night type texts. I don't have dinner at four thirty. No, I'm not that guy. <laughs> not at all. So, but what I'm looking forward to, and folks, we're gonna give you the heads up before we do this. We're going to give you one day of a heads up because mm-hmm. I want to show you the way the media time machine works. Because right now, if you go to the crudelife.com, click on the current show, we're going to be a couple days behind. But we're going to be caught up by the time you listen to this. Exactly. <laughs> and it's all relevant. So here's what's going to happen is that I'm going to put out a nice little warning that'll give everybody 24 hours to go to the crude life. So they can see that our Monday show was posted on Thursday. <laughs> they can see all our... The emperors wear no clothes, All I baby. know is I go home at the end of the day. I don't know what the hell day it is anymore. When I worked in publishing, I actually called my brother two months ahead of time to wish him a happy birthday because... You, you worked two months you worked, ahead you were. publishing, and I was so into it <laughs> that I, was, I completely forgot what month I was in. Well, better than being two months late. So I'm going to show you the way the new world of facts work. Ooh, okay, the NF. Oh, this is going to be a little bit of teaching world moment of facts. here on the crude life okay. morning show. Play hard, work hard. Esoteric energy. Ugh. You take the five thousand foot back. That ain't far enough with esoteric energy. Okay, we're going up to orbit to look it's down 5, here. Five thousand candles in the wind, baby. <laughs> What's better than one candle in the wind? Five. 000. Five thousand candles That's in the right, wind. Man. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna give everybody twenty four hours so they can go and play along with my little reindeer game mm. of awareness, media awareness to show you how manipulative the media can be. So after 24 hours, does the site melt down or what No, what, what ends up happening is that so on this particular episode, I don't even know what day it is actually on this on, on this particular <laughs> episode. 
So Monday's show, for example, mm-hmm. the one I, I referenced, Monday's show, which yep. is posted Today's Thursday, Thursday, I right? think, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not, and I'm not going to look at my phone. Still on COVID time, basically. So you can go in and change the published date. Sure. Okay. So I can go into my, my back end. <laughs> back end. A little proctology in the morning. So I can go into my derriere of the website. Right, your digital derriere. Digital derriere. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call the back end nowadays. Instead of the admin area. Remember, it used to be called the yeah, back end, right? Yeah, back end. And then admin. it went to admin yeah. area. No, nope. mm-hmm. digital derriere. Digital, it's fancy. <laughs> you can change the uh, publishing date to either ahead of time or you can go and backdate it. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to backdate it. That's very Orwellian. So, well, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, this, is, this is a teachable moment for everybody, the way the media time machine works <laughs> with three E's. <laughs> so I'm going to go and I'm going to change Monday's show, which was published on Thursday, to make the show that it published on Monday. Wow. So here's why. Okay. This is why it's important. Because if you're in the know, you're part of the, you know, you're listening mm-hmm. to this. You're out there in the world. The intelligentsia. Okay, if, if you have the correct knowledge and the facts mm-hmm. by listening to this crappy show, <laughs> you, you will go out in the world and, and speak your, your facts. Speak your truth. Just but don't the, cite us. But the people who came late to the party mm-hmm. who really don't understand the facts and don't know the way that we just went into the time machine, they're going to go to my website, which is the source of record. Right. And they're going to say, no. That show was published on the, this date. On that actual date. But the people who are listening to this program right now that know that Thursday is a Monday. <laughs> and you're our type of people if, you, gonna, if you think Thursday is a Monday. They, they, they're going to, you know, they're watching Adam's family. So Tuesday walks in the room. Okay. <laughs> right? right? Okay. Three people got that joke. Yep. I couldn't think I was of one of them. You were the other one. And they're at a TGI Fridays. Right. Wow. That actually might date wow. me more than Adam's family. Yeah, I got to go to our Red Robin afterwards. They're still in business. Is it? Red okay. Robin's still in business. <laughs> TGA Fridays, I think, went out with uh, Bonanza, maybe. Yeah, there might even be a Bonanza out there somewhere, but yeah. Wow. That'd be interesting. But <laughs> So it's going to be a lesson on just how the basics of... Uh, it's you like know, the Wizard of Oz. We're getting to go yeah, behind now, the curtain here. Right, but at the, at the end of the day, let's say, okay, now let's just... Worst case scenario from, well, that's not honest. No, it's not. Right. However, if push came to shove and you know you got into a legal lawsuit, yeah, you'd have to you'd have to show that. Yeah, I changed it and did all this stuff. But is it going to happen? No, no. And right now you very are being rarely that's going to happen. You're being very honestly dishonest. I mean, you are honest about your dishonesty. I cannot explain to you how dishonest I'm being about my honesty. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about? Oh, by the way, my name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. Welcome to the Crew Life existential show. moment there in the morning. Yeah. So, Play hard, work hard. Well, you know, we're up here in the Dakotas, and so we uh, naturally pay close attention to our pipelines. And one of the most famous ones, the Dakota Access Pipeline, or DAPL. That's a lot of chatter around town about that. But a lot we're, we're, of chatter. Uh, Sterling are in Fargo. Yep. And so we're on the east side, east side. Yeah, we're on the east side. The, and the, it's the uh, agriculture side. Mm-hmm. Uh, closest oil rig is about five hours away, we'll say, something like that. It really is. It we really are, we are quite distant away yeah. from all of that, yeah. 
So in a filing submitted Monday, the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, Dapple's counsel said in the event of a shutdown, oil producers could lose anywhere from 3 to $5.4 billion in 2021 alone. In addition, without the project, North Dakota stands to lose 14,000 to 24,000 jobs, it noted. So the gentleman I was talking to when you walked in mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah, it was a pretty animated conversation. Dean Bankson. He's a uh, professor over at NDSU, North Dakota State University, and he's been doing a professor ongoing of, study. Okay. He's in economics. 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 He's doing an ongoing study. It's, I, I think this is, uh, is episode 12 is what he said. So this is, this is the 12th edition of this study they've been doing. So he's been, you know, I've been, I've been interviewing him for like 10 years. Okay. So somebody definitely down in the weeds here. And the um, tall grass. I'm going to interview him tomorrow. So tomorrow morning at uh, 9 a.m. So that'll probably, yeah, I'll be able to air that. It'll, it'll be online Friday. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll make the program well, till Monday. Thankfully, you don't seem to sleep, so I'm sure it'll be on time. Um, but it won't matter anyways, because once I hit that time machine button. It could be any day you want, man. Any day I want, baby. That's right. It's Christmas every day. Remember the, do you remember the show, The Jerk? Oh, man, I loved that. Steve, Steve Martin, Martin, The Jerk. The Jerk. For some reason, I don't know why. For he those, hates those cans. That's where I'm going. Okay, <laughs> There's this scene where this uh, Hispanic group was uh, getting gas. And they, they have this purse. Hold it. They're going through the purse. That's right. And they hand the credit card to Steve Martin. And they're like, yeah, I'm Mr. Newbomb. Yeah, listen, this is Newbomb. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. I missed a new bomb. So, I don't know why, but I just thought of that the other day when I was chopping vegetables, and it made me laugh out loud. But so that's so, when they drive away and pull a church with them. I think. That's the one. Yeah, so, great movie. If you haven't seen it, Rob Reiner, I think, did that one. So if you see a car dragging a church, that's probably was that a Camino? Was that El Camino? That is. No, I don't think here. it was I don't El think Camino. It was, but yeah. it's, it's probably the car you're looking for. <laughs> that's right. He calls the police. It's the it's the car pulling a church down the highway. It's the people who have Mrs. Newbaum's credit card. <laughs> All right. So North Dakota would lose uh, anywhere between seven hundred and seven million dollars yep. and one point four billion in tax revenue from oil production this year. And another one point one billion and two point five billion in twenty twenty two. So we're gonna have Dean Banks and on to talk about that because that's actually what he studies. Yeah, he studies this, uh, and they combined the study with uh, Brent Boger with Jade Stone Consulting, and I believe he's with AE two S now. Uh, he did the study for a number of years. So the two of them had their own little, not little, not to demean it. I didn't mean that demeaning. They had their own studies. Where did I get that from? Their own little. Because that, that had to come out of the 80s, right? Yeah. You know, it's almost like, you know, their own little group, their yeah. own little party. They're, you know. It's, it's, all, it's like an um, though. It's, it's yeah. like a verbal interrupter to where. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. You know, they had their own little. Oh, it's a nice yeah. little. Just say bro now. <laughs> it is. It's like. Yeah. They had a bro, bro group. Bro from that yeah. generation. Yeah, exactly. So, they, you know, they each had their own little smurfy study. And uh, so because there was no energy day at the Capitol this year because of COVID, mm-hmm. they released Dean Bankson's study from NDSU. And, I, and I'm not sure if Nancy Hoder worked on it or not. We'll find out more about that. Stay tuned when Dean Bankson joins us tomorrow. 
And Brent Bogers with uh, Jade Stone slash AE2S. I'm not, I, I, I apologize because I'm not retained how that went uh, with those two companies. And uh, they combined them at the same time and put them out together. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I got confused on that. So that's why we're bringing Dean on. Yeah, I'd be curious. Are they are they looking at the same metrics and they're reaching slightly different conclusions, or are they looking at different aspects Dean of the economy of the, in North Dakota? I think Dean does the overall economy. So okay. he's got. I mean, for a while there, one study was primarily housing. So they were mm-hmm. finding out people living in ditches and hayseeds and all kinds of different things. Wow. And uh, haystacks, not hayseeds. And. Um, You'd have to be pretty small. Well, housing so, in North Dakota has been an issue for the last decade. Right. So Dean's study is more about the overall economy. Mm-hmm. And Brent Bogart's study is more about the tax impacts and revenues. Okay. And what his last study was, and I haven't dissected his new study yet, but his last study indicated that 50 to 55% of North Dakota's state revenue came from the two mm-hmm. oil and gas taxes, the production and the um, extraction tax. Yeah. That is putting way too many eggs in a basket. When you have 55% of your revenue dependent on two taxes yeah. to operate your state, that is putting way too much pressure on one industry. Well, and especially since it's an industry that has a proven record of boom and bust. Right. Right. So with the DAPL, that would be a huge deal yeah. to the state of North Dakota. And that's why they're that's why they're sounding the alarms. Well, and something I didn't realize until reading this article, uh, and this is coming from the naturalgasintel.com site, but um, Chairman Mark N. Fox of the Mandan, Hadatsa, and Arakara. Friend I, of the program. MHA, the nation, in the Fort Berthold. Arakara. Is, yeah. is that it? Yeah. yeah. They were talking about uh, how it would have significant financial, environmental, and safety harms that would re- should would result should oil cease flowing through the pipeline. The MHA nation's economy is heavily dependent on oil and gas development, Fox said. Oil production on our reservation is a critical source of government revenue from the M- for the MHA nation. More than 80% of our tribal budget in the current fiscal year comes from oil and gas royalties and tax revenue. I'll tell you what, the energy industry might really be best suited by allowing the Native Americans to take the lead on this because what, what's happening on the reservation is what happened in America. And, and I'm being totally serious by mm-hmm. this, is that I, I've been, I spent a lot of time in the last 10 years on the reservations, okay? And I know Mark Fox, okay? I got a picture with Mark Fox. Johnny Green has a picture with Mark Fox. Nice. Mark Fox saw Johnny Green and went, the champ is in the house and he went over it. Absolutely. I'll post the photo. I'll put nice. it on the, I'll put it on the show page. So what's going on though, is the, the MHA nation and the Missouri river resources. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are trying to build an entire company of native American employees. That's right. They're doing their own training and from the roughnecks yeah. to the truck driver to the CEO, to the secretary, mm-hmm. to the marketing director, the whole company, Native Americans, okay? What's happening with oil and gas and the uh, Native American population mm-hmm. is one of the most wonderful stories that's going on in America right now because it's about empowerment. Yeah. Is what, um, when I talk to Dave Williams, he's the CEO of Missouri River Resources. They're, they're one of the uh, oil and gas extraction companies up in the Bakken. 
He, he's the one, in fact, former football coach too. Okay. And they're working with Farmington, New Mexico, because there's a, there's a college there. Okay. And, I, and the name of the college escapes me. But the college is a Native American heavy college that focuses primarily in petroleum geology and just okay. the whole understanding of the supply chain and how the oil and gas industry so works. So a good training ground for that. Tremendous yeah. training ground. But it's like a specialized tech school, and I think it's even a university, too. Okay. So it's... Nice. Yeah, it's just it's perfect. Yeah. And things are going really well. And it just seems every time they get things going really well, mm. things are going... They, they With Crestwood, Crestwood's a, a, a big operator in the Bakken, too, okay? They're doing some Head Start programs there with, with the school children in Mandaree, where the number one restaurant in Mandaree is a woman's trailer with a picnic table in her yard. God, it's so good. Yeah, oh, well, the home cooked so food, good. no doubt. Yeah, I man. stopped there. With, oh man, was that good? It's like a me- authentic Mexican Indian restaurant. Oh damn, let's go. <laughs> uh, Native American. Not, not see. I, I grew up with the word Indian, and then right, now it's yeah. Native American, and so I I often interchange them, and I apologize. So Mandaree is like their clinic, their hospital mm-hmm. is a trailer. Okay, so I mean. You can see where a brand new Head Start building, which is essentially now the new elementary school, right. is, is, an, is an incredible boon to that community. And guess what? It's because of a couple oil and gas companies yeah. that have put their neck on the line to say, hey, we're going to be out here drilling for the next 20 years. In fact, I, I believe the CEO of Crestwood wants to like make sure that these kids will go to be the, there to go to college too sounds like you know turning it into a generational thing absolutely you know? and, and there's a lot more than symbolism because they're trying to demonstrate action but and independence if you change the rules on them yeah you well, can't you can't expect them to follow through on the action you no. know what i mean it's kind of like if we're all trying to get to you know uh, uh sioux falls south dakota and then you put roadblocks along the way yeah what you don't expect us to take a detour you well, expect us to just wait for the roadblocks to go yeah. away and this highlights really just how complicated this type of stuff is right because it's like our history is full of of instances of native americans and particularly on the reservations being either moved or the resources that were there being taken once they were deemed to be valuable uranium and other things you know and what they were left with in a lot of cases was the ability to do casinos, the ability to do petroleum, gas, natural gas, fracking, stuff like that. That presents a long term investment for their society. And to come in and just take that away just highlights how difficult any of this talk of transition really is. You know, casinos doesn't doesn't allow empowerment though. No, casinos, that's, it doesn't. Casinos no. creates jobs. No, and and casinos and, creates jobs. And it and it felt like a like a cheap shoddy way of sort of saying, okay, well, you can sell cigarettes for no state tax, and you can have a casino, and you can make money that way. That seemed like a you know, kind of a cheap handout. Whereas this stuff where they're trying to, to, to develop their own community of oil and gas, petroleum, you know, that's looking at a future where a son can grow up, have a family, his son or daughter can grow up, have a job, have a family. You know, it's looking for consistency. It's the, what I've always said about the oil and gas industry. Why I love it is because you can take somebody who does not have a traditional 
standard education. But because of the ways of laws of physics and the way science works, a mind can pick up on how engineering practices work. Mm -hmm. And so if they're working day to day on a rig, for example, and they're looking at a vibrating tube every day for three years, and they realize, well, if we just did this, that vibrating tube could go twice as fast for twice as cheap. And then over the course of the next six months, he mm -hmm. works on it at home after work. And one day he goes to a supervisor and he says, hey, I got this vibrating tube I think would work really well. They try it out. And now the way the oil industry used to be, and I think this has changed now. Probably. Because I'm hearing more stories about people ripping off ideas and reverse mm -hmm. engineering than ever. Yeah. The way it used to be is that the company, would, the company would be your first customer right. instead of being the person to steal the idea from you. Yep. The, comp the company would say, hey, wow, that is outstanding. In fact, we'll be your first customer. And that gave the employee the empowerment mm -hmm. to go and create a company, have a couple employees, become a leader in their community now. Now, all of a sudden, they got a little stroke, a little cock of the walk going, yep. all these other things. You know, we talked about being a paper boy the other day. Well, my friend whose name sounds like a motorcycle. Right. He used to be a paper boy, too. And he went on those recruiting trips where they went and tried to put on um, uh, new customers, you mm -hmm. know, where they got the, the children to be their salesmen. Oh, geez. So he did that. Oh, no, he made bank. Yeah. I didn't make. I did the stupid one where they tried to. Here's a come get a hundred new people and we'll give you a ticket to the FM Redhawks, you know, <laughs> right. or the, it was the Minnesota. Yeah, Twins well, they buy something. you off cheap when you're ten. Yeah, you know, you know, there's some chili dogs yeah. in the game or something like mm, that. Well, chili he, dogs. That didn't work. So I was part of the failing marketing okay. one. I was the sucker that fell for it by the yeah. glitz and the glamour of the baseball, right? He did the one where they just gave you flat commission. Eventually, it got to where they just gave the paper boys a flat commission so they'd make money, but. And probably only because they were trying to figure out a way to keep people doing it, right? Right. And so, I, not to sidebar away, but what that did is it created empowerment mm -hmm. and opportunity. And it's a shame if they're going to, if the government, because we're talking about the government, right? Regulations from mm -hmm. the federal government. If they take this away from the Native Americans to give them the ability to extract that natural resource and mm -hmm. uh, to develop their culture that they want to develop that's not reliant on it's gambling. Get, it's getting Frackleberry's dander up. She doesn't like this kind of stuff. I think the climate activists are out <laughs> next door. So, no, that's too bad. I mean, I was, I was even thinking about, too, about uh, what this is going to do to the Gulf Coast. I mean, this is going to impact the Gulf Coast. Yep. I mean, well, you know, it's interesting because then you've got, the other, you've got the other one. You've got the Standing Rock, right? You've got the... Um, injunction there against the pipeline which has gone into effect and you've got a lot of pushback from certain native american tribes against that because it goes it's a something about a right away right at a lake that the concern is it goes under the lake if i was a reporter which i used to be in a former life and mm -hmm. might be again i would ask about bnsf yeah well that, first that, thing i would ask yeah that's, okay, that's who, the, who owns stock yeah who's voting on these regulations that own stock in BNSF because they're going to benefit remarkably when this is all said and done. You know, if if a reservation is truly a sovereign nation onto itself, you know, as much as you can have one, 
inside of another country, then we shouldn't be telling them a damn thing. I learned very quickly they're not. No, I know they're not. They're, they, they, all they are is just a, a different state mm-hmm. that the government allows some different rules. This is a good, I see this as an opportunity because you're going to have to, and the Biden administration has already made some exceptions right out of the gate for Native American concerns, you know, for oil and gas. So this is, this is maybe a really good example of how to, to find a way to make some examples or exemptions, you know, it'll be kind of a test bed to see, but I agree with you completely. They can't take this away from them. It'll be interesting because when I interviewed Matt Rose mm-hmm. from BNSF off the record, so I will just tell you what he told me on the record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, had, I had two interviews with him. One was off the record, uh, out by the uh, Holiday Inn pool. We bumped, I bumped into him, and it was more of he talked to my son. Right. Um, Matt Rose is one of the few people who've, who've declined an interview with me. Um, but he was there presenting, and so, okay. yeah, in front of, you know, 20 media people. I was one of them, and then we bumped into each other. Okay. My son was with me and that sort of thing. But, yeah, it's, that's your icebreaker right there, um, Otis. Well, Otis was there getting interviews yeah. for his podcast. Yeah. yeah, Kids in Capitalism. But during the uh, Matt Rose Symposium, and I think that's what it was. I think Senator Hoven okay. and uh, Senator Heitkamp at the time brought in uh, Matt Rose, who was trying to leave BNSF at the time. He was the chairman, and he was trying to leave, but they had the Castleton uh, rail car explosion. Oh, I remember that. So um, in fact, it's funny when you look at the time. You, you want to talk about Orwellian journalism. Yeah. He, he resigned. There's a, pre- there's, there's a press release out there like, a few weeks before that explosion. Really? <laughs> oh, man. That he resigned. It was just going to like be on the board, and yeah. that's it. That, all of a sudden, that just was like Roman Roman Brady is now played by someone else. Right. Like that just no longer just, existed. Just, just he's still the CEO. Right. In fact, he's more of the CEO than ever and stuff like that. Well, he was the face everyone knew. So that was not a time they could usher no, anyone that else. That just would have looked horrible. Terribly. Yeah. So he was here uh, quite a bit. And so um, anyway... He told me about the just billions of dollars that they were putting into investing in mm-hmm. the rail system to hook up to these different uh, rail terminals. Okay. Essentially, these uh, Hess has got a major one out in Tioga. I crest what I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epping, E P P I N G, I think, I think is, the name of, is the name of the I town is, in Western yeah. North Dakota. Uh, they, have, they that's where I believe the one in Crestwood is. Okay. So. The oil companies and the midstream and the, and the uh, gas companies, they've been they've been investing in this too with BNSF. Mm-hmm. So some of the companies are going to do good. Yeah, they're going to do so. fine. Yeah. And that's why I wonder, like the Gulf, how this is going to impact the Gulf. This might actually be better for some of the companies because of just the way that the system will increase their output. You see what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. kind of like when gas prices go up. Mm-hmm. Well, that means the price of oil's up, right? So the oil companies should be happy. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. people are mad, but hey, business is good now. Yeah. So did I make any sense? Because I talked for a long. No, time. No, you did. I mean, and, and no, you did. <laughs> you did. You did. You made some sense. Well, Get remember, smart, stupid. We were talking to somebody a month or so ago that was saying that you know, in all likelihood, there might never be another pipeline built in this country. 
you know, that we may have seen that because of how difficult it is now. I don't understand that. I don't either. I mean, I, I do not uh, well, understand living that. up here, I got really familiar quickly because of how much driving I do that. One of the reasons the pipeline was considered critical was to pull, to take some of the pressure off the rail capacity and road capacity. Oh, the, this is when you take a pipeline out of the system, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what the metrics are, but I do know that there are a lot of people a lot smarter than me that explain how negative that is for the environment hmm. because now you've got trucks and rail yeah. that are not... Because at, at the end of the day, people are still going to text and tweet. Mm-hmm. They're still going to Instagram and they're still going to carry coffee. Yep. They're still going to drive to work. They're still going to... And if we're going to transition to this green revolution, then they're still going to have big, giant warehouse manufacturing, industrial type things, making wind turbines and solar panels. Yeah, nobody wants to go to a no energy world. I mean, not if they have any clue as to what that actually means. You know, do you think that um, the and I don't want to say Democrats and I don't want to say environmentalists. And there's I people. Don't, I don't even certain re- people. I don't even really want to say climate activists. Some people. I, I guess I want to say the people that are thinking more with their attitude than their intelligence, which I did for a long time. I adopted a highway back in 2004 because hey, my friends call me the hippie capitalist, <laughs> so I'm always leading with my heart whenever I can. But uh, when now I, we're when, cynical. But when I grew up. I had three or four cartoons. I had the Jetsons. I had uh, G.I. Joe and He-Man and even a play, uh, something called Mask. I had, anyway, I had a number of different cartoons where essentially there was a magic box. And that magic box would give you food. And that magic box would pump out whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think people think we're there? That's how they punch punch out a cell phone, and that's how they punch out a uh, solar panel now. No, that there's like this magic warehouse in Connecticut or in no New Jersey. It's got to be in New Jersey. (laughs) So just some warehouse in New Jersey that you know just like like a cartoon. No, dude, I the the tubes and yep the, the multiple tubes just going into this box on a conveyor belt, and all of a sudden. I think pops this thing. You know what? If you if you ask most people if they had to say anything, they'd probably describe something like an Amazon warehouse, right? Just a bunch of stuff in boxes and robots. Oh, it just magically appears. Yeah, exactly. So So if you don't understand the logistics behind the rare earth metals that are dug out of the ground (laughs) in China. No, that's gone. To make your phone. Farming is gone. We figured that out a long time ago. So farming's gone. Extracting oil and gas from the earth is gone. Mm extracting coal is gone extracting that people no longer think about that well it's all about context right so but is that middle part gone the manufacturing part Mm -hmm. the the assembly part is that gone now to where people just think it's from a human worker point of view it seems like it's gone well (laughs) think about where we're at right i always say this that the grocery store replaced the farmer well what i'm saying is that the end result is all people are looking at Mm -hmm. So when people go into the store, they just grab a bag of chips. So they're not even thinking about how the chips got into the bag anymore. Yeah. 
Is it, are, are we there to where oh, yeah, this absolutely. new generation? Well, I mean, come on. And I'm guilty of this, too. Do you know how your car works? I don't know how my car works. No, I mean, I can do some basic, you know, that's the thing. Is but that, when I look at it, at least I kind of can see the different parts and components in a Rector set right. of it. Yeah. But like, you know, you walk into a Walmart or a store and the shelves are packed and that's, we just sort of, we just get used to that. We don't think about the fact that those were in boxes that were on a truck that came from a factory that came from a farm that, you know, all of that stuff. No, it's like meat. You know, most people, they like to buy meat in sterile, doesn't look like an animal, doesn't look like anything alive, cute or fuzzy, right? (laughs) It's like that. There's this great scene in Seinfeld. Remember the show Seinfeld? I do remember the the classic show. Yeah, Seinfeld. that's probably what the late nineties. Yep. And Elaine, Elaine was the uh, female pr- protagonist. Yep. Would she be? They were all antagonists. They were all bad guys. Okay. Really, she was the co-star. Yeah. We'll just say that. Okay, Elaine. She's awesome. There's this great episode where she opens the fridge and she grabs some juice. She's like, "You got anything else?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "She goes." Eh, you got to shake it. <laughs> that was it. That was the deal breaker. Are we there? Are we at that point now? You know, you know where we, we, for me, it was when you could buy a soda can that had an extra big drink hole, mouth hole, you know, so you could drink it faster. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Schmidt's wide mouse? That's, that's what, what I'm saying, man. For beach volleyball. But exactly. Is it that's. But that served a purpose. Right. Is it the mid- it served a purpose. Mickey's wide mouth. <laughs> that had a different purpose. I carry a note in the pocket of life. And a pencil and erase by my side. Well, I feel alright. I'm doing okay. heard on the crude life morning show play hard work hard is by the moody river band interested in becoming a sponsor email studio at the crude the crude life play hard work hard is sponsored in part by chewy paws all natural elk deer moose and caribou antler chews for dogs usa sourced premium quality and no preservatives they love what we do in oil and gas and all profits go to the dogs that's chewy paws check out their website Website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an 
industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines. Hey everyone, this is Sean Forbes with OG Directory, uh, correspondent for the Crude Life News, talking about oil and gas industry events. You can find events by visiting ogdirectory.com. Just click on events. You can search events by the type, uh, location, date, or keyword. Uh, Today, I'm excited to have Jeff Kennedy with Shale Energy Resources on the line. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for um, good. yeah. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited to talk to you about some of the events and, and conferences and things that you guys have coming up. And I wanted to be able to give you a shout and let you tell everyone about it and and how they can uh, sponsor or register. So um, let's talk about the Shell Energy Conference and Trade Show coming up. Okay. So let us know, tell me, you know, where is it, what what the dates are, um, who the attendees are, and all the good basics about it. Okay. Uh, we'll be at the Midland County Horseshoe Arena June 9th and 10th. Uh, Wednesday show will run from 9 to 5, and then on Thursday, 9 to 2. Um, we've got several different events going on in conjunction with the show throughout those two or three days. Uh American Association of Drilling Engineers, they're going to be having their first luncheon since back before COVID started early last year. Uh, they'll be doing that there at the show. So that's going to, they're, they're looking at 350, 400 drilling engineers um, taking part in their luncheon and also being on the trade show floor as well. And then uh, we've got the Oilfield Helping Hands Black Gold Bash Wednesday night of the, of the show. Uh, that'll be like Roland Stevens Ranch. Aaron Watson, Texas recording artist, will be performing at that. And then uh, Thursday, Oilfield Connections International will be having a luncheon on uh, the show floor as well. So uh, lots going on, lots of uh, lots of lunches, lots of happy hours. The Permian Pipeliners Association will be doing a happy hour on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, so you know, there's a lot going on throughout the event. Uh, so the AADE luncheon, they're actually, they've got the mayor of Midland coming out to uh, to speak at that event. So that's kind of exciting, too. That's exciting. The the gold bash, the black gold bash sounds like it's going to be a good time. You said there's going to be live bands. And what day is that yeah, on? It's, uh, it'll be a Wednesday night. Uh, there's a dinner that starts that, that event off. I think it starts at 6. Um, and then... Immediately following, there's there's two bands playing. So, uh, you know, just a lot of networking, a lot of good things uh, happening. A lot of people are, are tired of being, you know, bottled up and ready to get back to business. So hopefully we can uh, provide, uh, you know, a, a place for them to do that throughout that week. Yeah, it, this sounds so exciting. I'm actually going to Houston this weekend for the Digital Wildcatters block party on Saturday. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to get some Texas freedom down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, is, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is all happening the week of June, would you say 9th to the 15th or? The 9th, 9th and 10th. Um, 
We'll start setting the show up on that Monday, and then uh, we'll have an exhibitor cocktail party Tuesday night. Uh, that'll just be a little party for all of our exhibitors. We're expecting right around 200, 225 companies participating in this event, either by indoor booth space, outdoor booth space. We've got a cook-off kind of going on in the parking lot uh, out in the heavy exhibit area, so that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, lots of good stuff coming, you know, a lot of bigger companies involved with this deal. Uh, we're, we're in talks right now with a couple of operators there, the Permian Basin, to have, you know, some of their executives out to speak throughout the conference as well. So, you know, just trying to put the final touches on this thing, but I think it's going to be a really good event for a lot of folks to get involved with. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty exciting. Are there any major sponsors of the event that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, um, you know, we've got, we've got, there's, there's several, I mean, I mean, there's a bunch actually, but we could talk about those for days. Sure. Uh, not really ma- major for sure, you know, for, per se, but there's a lot of, a lot of companies involved that is, that are equal. It's, you know, there's not one major sponsor of the event. No, other than uh, Shell Energy Resources. That's a safe, very safe answer. I like it. <laughs> if, yeah. If, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, we, <laughs> I'd have, to, I'd have to list all 200 and whatever companies there are involved. Yeah, I just didn't know if you had different sponsorship levels where someone was kind of like a key sponsor. But if if people wanted to find out who's going to be exhibiting, is there um, somewhere for them to go to find out? There is. Uh, ShellEnergyResources.com. Uh, we've got our floor plans always up to date and live on that. Um, so you can see you know, the companies involved. There's an additional 20, 30 companies that aren't on that floor plan that are outside exhibits. So we're, we're trying to get those added to that floor plan as we speak, but they're not on there just currently. So, you know, it's filling up fast. Booth space is still available though. We can, uh, we've always got room to fit some companies in if they want to show heavy equipment, any of their products and services. We're, we're, we're more than willing to, you know, stick them on the floor plan and, and, and work with them. Sounds awesome. As of, as of now, I'm planning on being there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it and appreciate you all putting this conference together. And um, especially in light of the restrictions that have been lifted in Texas, I think this is going to be an ex- exciting and just refreshing event for everyone to attend. So appreciate you putting it together. You bet. You know, I, I agree with that statement just from the point of you know, we did a big golf tournament in March, and, you know, we had right at 520 players in a golf tournament with right at 50 sponsors. That told us right there what we needed to know. People were ready to get out and just going back to doing business the old-fashioned way, and that's, you know, face to look face. a man in the eye and shake his hand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I'm excited about it. Um, once again, if people want to get a hold of you, um, how can they do that? Well, they can email me at jeff at shellenergyresources.com, real simple. My phone's always available, 903-736-8506. And every bit of information, is um, you're able to get it through our website, shellenergyresources.com. Awesome, Jeff. Well, I appreciate the time, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, Sean, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. Thanks. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Where you build a bridge.
with Jason Spies. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies. They take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. Talking to Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so... <laughs> The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer right here on the Crude Life Daily Update. Here's where we are. It's it's a, in a funny place. Maybe the best way for me would be to back up a little bit. So January 26th of this year, you might recall that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, three judge panel, upheld the, uh, the vacating the Dakota Access Pipeline easement under um, the Missouri River, and then the requirement for the Corps to complete the, the environmental impact statement. So that environmental impact statement was the moving goalpost from a couple of years ago uh, by Judge Bosberg, and, the, and uh, he tried to shut the pipeline down then. The, the uh, D.C. Circuit said, no, you don't have you know enough information to do that, but the EIS is fine, remanded it back to him. Now he wants to shut the pipeline down, but he needs to get have findings, so January 26th, that when, when the uh, Court of Appeals upheld the upheld the the uh, vacating of the easement, they remanded it back to Judge Bosberg. Said you can you can order the pipeline shut down if you want, but you've got to have a hearing and get findings. He couldn't order the pipeline to be shut down without without the findings necessary for the inject, injunctive relief. So on January 27th, he scheduled a February 10th status hearing to discuss the, the Court of Appeals decision and, and how the Corps expects to proceed given the vacating of the easement. And, easement. and this is a little wonky, Jason, and I'm not an attorney, but this is significant because, remember, the Corps would have, you know, the, it's the Corps that's the landlord. They're the defendant here. And, uh, and uh, ETP, uh, uh, Energy Transfer Partners, has also requested that any and all assistance that's getting the Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara Nation to, to intervene in the lawsuit. So that they would like MHA to intervene. MHA did issue a public statement expressing concern that if DAPL was to shut down, um, and then you know they'd have some problems. And they asked for a formal government-to-government consultation with the Corps regarding this continuation of operation. To listen to the full-length exclusive interview with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, 
Energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. So there's still people without power as of this morning. You know, right now, I think there's very limited driving out there in West Texas. They're generating about 5% of the power today. Uh, in, in Texas. Sensitive microphone because I just poured a glass of water because we don't have running water here yet. I mean, this, is, this has been uh, a very trying week for a lot of people across the state of Texas. Uh, there are, and, and let me just say this, I, I'm sorry that so many Texans were let down by their grid. On the phone talking with us today, Chairman Christy Craddock of the Texas Railroad Commission. We have roughly 470,000 miles of interstate and intrastate pipe and pipelines in Texas and roughly another 500,000 miles of gas utilities uh, lines in Texas. So we have a lot of, and gathering lines are in that 470,000 miles as well. So we have a lot of pipe in Texas. We're the largest pipe state by a six. It, it is a very challenging day in Texas right now. Uh, the grid operator is projecting that nearly three million homes in Texas uh, are without power today. Uh, and, and there's... It's already snowing here in Lubbock again. I mean, I don't... I thought it was supposed to be sunny today. So I'm from Odessa, and that's a big part of my district, but I also represent, uh, in addition to Hector County, uh, three other counties in the Permian Basin. So Andrews County, Hector County, Ward County, and Winkler County, but uh, all, all in West Texas, all in the middle of the oil patch. You know, when they close the roads down, we can't transport that, that those, uh, those materials. And so we can't get the product to uh, where it needs to go to get refined so that we can either one, heat our homes, or two, uh, have fuel for our vehicles. Um, with pipelines, that doesn't really come into effect. You know, once the pipelines are laid, not much can stop that that crude oil or uh, natural gas from getting from point A to point B. They are so far behind the curve on getting the storage, the battery storage, uh, in place to be even be able to handle a, 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 you know, the most minute degree of storage for a case like what happened in Texas. And now, you know, there's going to be a spotlight on that. And just an incredible impact. We saw nearly 30 gigawatts uh, come offline yesterday. Half of the lodge went without water since Saturday. On Friday, the Railroad Commission uh, took quick action. I know you recently had Chairman Craddock on. 
will have water for until 5 p.m. and then we'll be off again for the night. On Friday, I sent a letter asking the Public Utilities Commission of Texas to rescind its order authorizing uh, these uh, uh, generators, these generators, or these providers to increase the rates. You know, I don't know that's true, but I don't think I'd want to be in a hospital in Dallas, Texas, on a on life support and know that wind energy is going to be my source of keeping that machine running, right? JP Warren reporting from uh, Houston, Texas at 9, 12 a.m. Uh, I don't even know what day it is right now. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, we ran out of water yesterday. Well, I've had maybe three hours of sleep in three days. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by It Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. 